Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 105.3 FM HD 2. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of the food show. Every day we sit down, we sit here, we sup up, excuse me, we sit up too. We don't just slouch down, we sit up. And uh, we participate with your help in a conversation about food, about cooking, about restaurants, and about music. Music? Wait, wait, where did music come from? Anyway, whatever it is that we do, we'd love for you to join us and uh, tell us where you've been eating, what uh, has uh, excited your palate, or anything else on your... Uh, on your. Uh... What has excited your palate? My palate is very rarely excited. Uh, my uh, uh, oysters. Boy, that didn't take me long. So no matter what what iteration of oysters it is, your palate is automatically excited yeah. just to have an oyster. Yeah, just to have a, a, a baked oyster in a shell in a hot oven with maybe an interesting little sauce over the top and maybe over the sides and the back, too. What is your favorite kind of oyster, Tom? My favorite kind your of oyster. favorite... What what recipe or what? Yes, what's your kind favorite of way of consuming an oyster. Oysters Rockefeller. No, excuse me. No, that's not right. Uh, oysters Bienville. That's my favorite. That's your favorite. Yeah. More than any char grilled oyster you've had. Uh, char grilled oysters are really really good. More than oysters Mosca. Oysters Mosca is Mosca. its own kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I think you should think about that. You, you you don't have to think about it all. Oysters Bienville, period. Uh, yeah, Bienvilles, if, assuming they're made well, there are uh, n- more than a few restaurants that don't really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's that. What's actually in Oysters Bienville? Well, uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, you start off with a little bit of bacon and uh, some breadcrumbs and a little bit of flour. Really not very much of that at all. Uh, a, a little Tabasco sauce, and uh, and there's some butter, of course. And all of this is baked in the oven on top of, uh, of uh, that. Uh, it looks like uh, it looks like uh, 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 something. It looks all like right. something, yeah. <clears throat> I like char-grilled oysters. I do, too. I can't say I like oysters Bienvel, yeah. but... Um, and I love Italian. Well, you know what? I don't. That's not true. That's not true. Nope. I like Italian oysters, but not for the oysters. I like it for the Italian part. Uh, you the breadcrumbs, the, the olive oil, the garlic. Yeah. 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 So you can put just about anything in that, and it's not really about the oyster. Yeah. So really, now that I think about it, the only way that I really do like oysters is um, char grilled. Yeah. And I do like fried oysters, but I never really indulge in that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really rare that I will eat something fried. But um, but I do like the char grilled, and I probably shouldn't be eating those either because, despite the 
head game that I play with myself about char-grilled oysters. I think there are more than a few places. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think maybe most places. Yeah. Have at least some margarine in that mixture. Uh, you know, uh, you could answer or ask that question and uh, get a lot of different answers on it. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of older restaurants that uh, thought that uh, margarine was a, a hip thing to serve. And it was. I have news for you. There are some newer restaurants that think that, too. Oh, I'm sure that that's true. Uh, but uh, it was uh, much uh, enjoyed. Uh, but uh, by but what had happened there is it was a slip in the uh, new approach to deciding on you know what's what goes into a recipe or not and and uh, to put in uh, margarine was was very hep i remember well it melts faster isn't that the mother. thing it melts <clears throat> uh, is it a melting thing i never thought of it that way but you might be uh you might have something there well it melts because it's chemicals i guess i don't yeah. know but anyway i i would love if you know of a restaurant yeah. That is serving char good. Yeah. Uh -huh. Char grilled oysters uh -huh. with only a butter garlic sauce. Please call because that's a restaurant that I would like to patronize. Uh, I okay. know when I'm eating char grilled oysters now mm -hmm. that I'm probably eating margarine and I don't like that. I'm uncomfortable about that. Uh, I think mm. the place I would go to for that would be, and this just entered my mind, and it, and it somehow got away. Uh, oh, you mean? Yeah, okay. what, what what were we talking about? We're talking there? about char-grilled oysters. Yeah. Oh, I've got it. New Orleans food and spirits. Has only butter? I don't, uh, I don't know if that's, I don't I, know if that's I true. I think so, uh, but I can tell you all the... Uh, Those are my favorite oysters. They, uh, yeah, they're real good all the time. Those are my favorite char-grilled oysters, but I, I can't stop. But yet. I don't know. For, I I I ask next time. I will. I will ask them. I might even call over there if we, you know, have some time. Two six zero six three six eight. If you are a restaurateur with char-grilled oysters and you know that you are only doing butter, give us a call. I would like to know, and I think yeah, a lot of other people would, would like to know, it would be good to know that you are not using margarine in your char-grilled oysters because that is a common element in that dish, <clears throat> and it's not. That's not something that I want to think about particularly. <clears throat> I love that. Um, that Tenny Flynn was talking about lard so yeah. unabashedly because he's right, of course. Lard is a natural fat yeah. and has gotten a bad rap. And we've chosen instead to use a lot of chemically things in lieu of that and that he is uh, trying to bring about the... Uh, awareness that that is not the bad thing that we have been convinced that it is. Anyway, it's my little soapbox visit for the day. Yeah. You need some soap? 2606368 is the number. Give That's you some lava. 260 menu. <laughs> Gerhardt Brill. Yeah. We were talking about him in the last hour. Mm -hmm. um, was where was he from? 
Germany? Germany. He was from Germany. Yeah. Yeah. And how long was Gambrill around? Because I remember it being a good restaurant. It, it I liked was. it. It was a young guy by the name of, uh, well, Brill was his name, but I'm trying to remember. No, Gerhard Brill. Gerhard. But, but he right. had, yeah. but he had, I think, okay, can somebody tell us who that other person was? I want to say Gambaluka. It was somebody named Gambaluka. If I'm wrong, would you call us and tell us, please? Yeah. There are two. Gambril was the combination of names of the yeah. two owners of that Gamble. restaurant. And, and Gerhard Brill was the chef. And the partner was Gam something. And I think it was Gambaluka. Might be. I don't remember. I want to say Nicholas Gambaluka. And if you know the answer to that, give us a call because yeah. uh, it's well, kind of driving me crazy. Well, there's, there's never too many uh, Italians around. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, was it Italian? The restaurant was not no, Italian. No, it was, like, it, it was very. What was it? It was very hip, uh, sharp. Uh, it was new, very contemporary cuisine. Very much contemporary. And what cuisine. was it though? Was it was it a Creole based? Was it, no, it, it French? What was it? It was the kind of things that you would find uh, in some of the. This the was eighties, right? This was in that eighties yeah. heyday of the yeah. contemporary Creole cuisine. Is that That's what you right. would call it? Okay. And it's the kind of food you would get if you would have dinner in one of the French Quarter uh, restaurants in the French Quarter in its day, and that was very popular. And people were doing very elaborate dishes, and uh, it, it was really nice. And and uh, well, did it come around the time of flagons? Uh, I, I Were those contemporary? Flagons might have beat them to the uh, to the box. There. Was Flagons the original of that kind of restaurant? No, the original was uh, one that we just were talking about. <coughs> Excuse me. A couple of uh, oh, about a week ago, we were talking about this very thing. Uh, it was uh, a wine. It was a wine bar. It's, and uh, Steve is on the phone. And uh, come on in, Steve. Okay, Think about it, that. Tom. I can't believe you can't remember that restaurant y'all were talking about about a week ago. Oh, really? Wait, wait <laughs> believe <on>. it. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you can't was, believe that. Go ahead. Yeah, the guy's name was Stephen Gamble. Okay, Stephen Gamble. Okay. Yes. All right. He's, he was, uh, I think he's, his, well, I, I'm, his brother is David Gamble, who's a good friend of mine that plays with the Top Cats. Oh, okay. All right. So. And was he, was he just the money person behind it? I don't think so. Uh, I think he was, you know, also involved in recipe. Like front uh, of the recipe, house? Uh-huh. Recipe development, stuff like that. Oh, really? Uh -huh. I only went to the place twice, and I wasn't real impressed. Really? Yeah. I, thought I remember was, liking it. I thought it was a cool place, too. I like the place. Yeah, I thought it was over. It was too much, too big for its britches. Is this flagons you're talking no, about? No, we're talking about uh, Gambrels. Uh, Gambrels. Oh, Gambrels. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I, I uh, did it last very it, long? How long was it around? Not that long. Mm. Uh, yeah, a uh, 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 one or two years. Yeah, I would say two years, yeah. Yeah, something uh -huh. like that. And uh -huh. obviously... A few other people must have thought the same as me. Yeah. It didn't last very long, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so that anyway. just proves me right for once. I'm going to have to let my wife know about that this afternoon. Uh -oh. <laughs> well, good luck. 
<laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Okay. All right. Thanks all right. for calling. So, it, that's, that's all I got on That's your all your contribution today. for today? That's good yeah. enough. We'll take it. We're not okay. choosy. We'll take it. Thanks. Right. Bye. 260-6368 is the number. Gambrills. Uh, I'm glad to know that because I was wondering who that other person was. So flagons in the heyday, Tom. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. In the fla- in the heyday of the uh, of the contemporary Creole bistro, because mm-hmm. you actually had a name for that genre of restaurant. Is that the right name? Yeah, I I, I called it uh, modern uh, culinary. Wait a minute, uh, Cajun? No, Creole. Is there another caller, Doug? Mm. Is that what I, Doug I, said? I'm trying to put the the words together, but. It would definitely was Creole, and in, yeah, it was a you, Creole bistro. It was like Creole a, bistro. Yeah, that's, a, that's I what thought you I, called it contemporary I, Creole bistro. Contemporary Creole bistro. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Excellent. Did we have a caller, Doug? Did he say that? No. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. Um, so Flagons was one. Yeah, and they they would, you could go in there and get uh, enough wine that you would got. You, they they went through, if I remember right, uh, twenty bottles of wine in a given day flagons did flagons did and you could go there and choose from a number of of different wines from different parts of the world and uh it it was very social because you could go in there and uh you know what do you think of this wine what do you think of this wine what do you think of this and it would bounce back and forth and uh it was it was really nice did you like the food there it was pretty good uh their original chef was really sharp who was that Oh, I was afraid you were going to say that. But then there was another one, a French guy, actually, who was there for a while, and he was even better, I thought. And so um, it, it was a pretty – what happened there? Was I remember that Flagons introduced me to a galantine. A galantine, which is different from a ballotine, <laughs> met, uh, both of which get confused with one another uh, fairly often. Well, um it was my first foray into pate. Yeah, you're in the foray. I didn't know that. Um, it was. I always thought of pate as potted meat. Well, it wasn't that. No, it definitely yeah. wasn't that. No, no, no. It was. This was. This was as good as uh, Jacques Saloon's pate. Yeah. Jacques Saloon does a pistachio-studded pate, which is really scrumptious, and uh, and this was kind of like that. And I'll never forget it. It was uh, very eye-opening for me. But of course, I needed my eyes open at that time because yeah, we had just do. started. I just started hanging out with you, and um, you know you that was well, yeah, that was right like now. my yeah. that was like a. A, a, one of those revelations, kind of like the pecan pie that my ex-sister-in-law introduced me to. All of these these epiphanies, these culinary epiphanies that have studded my adult life. So, all right, Flagons, Gambrill was one. What were some of the other ones that were in that little, that heyday of Clancy's. 80s? Well, Clancy's uh, is still around, yeah. Yeah, well, you didn't tell me whether it's. No, 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 I'm, I'm glad to hear it. So Clancy's, is that when Clancy's came into being at about the same time? Yeah. Uh-huh, what yeah. else? Uh, and let's see, there was um, over on uh, a couple of blocks off of 
uh, uh, St. Charles Avenue and uh, drawing it blank. On oh, 4141? 4141. No, well, that did. That, that was did, one of them, too, though, wasn't that, it? That was, uh, you could even say that that was the first one. Because, oh, was it really? Yeah, because, uh, in fact, we had the chef from there on the show here about two, three weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, he... Uh, he was one of the. That was one of the originals. That. Yeah. No yeah, kidding. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, was 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 Case Syrah part of forty one forty one? Were those together? Uh, no. But that was a bar, right? It, well, yeah, it was a bar. You got three for the price of one. You get them all at the same time. That's brilliant, isn't? We okay. have who? Don. Oh. Your sometimes co-host. Hi, Don. Hello. Oh, how are you guys? Good. How we about are, you? We are fitting good, right in. Good. Uh, it's hot, but it's but it's good. Kesara uh, did nothing but create traffic jams, as I, as I recall. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> I mean, there, there that is true. Out, spilling out into the street from every direction, and it was just one of those places I visited once and said, "No, this is this is not going to work for me." Yeah, Nothing. yeah, so. yeah. Because you know, a, a a girl that you bring in uh, three for the price of one. Yeah. Uh, cocktail. Yeah. You know that this is somebody who's not really giving it the grand push. <laughs> I well, thought you were yeah, saying yeah. a girl that's three for the price of one. <laughs> I've had a few of those. I, I think the attraction was the girl who had the three drinks and they were hoping other people would visit. I think that was the uh, attraction. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Those, when those. did that? When did Quesara close its doors for the last time? That's where Superior, mm. uh, Superior Grill is, right, now? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it used to be a Mexican restaurant back then. Uh, no, well, it is a Mexican. It, yeah, now. but I mean, it, did it right now? Yeah. Did it go from Quesaraz straight to Superior Grill? Or was there something pretty in the room? Pretty much. There, there might have been a couple more of them. And I want to say maybe it was a victim of Katrina. Um, okay. Possibly. Could be. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, th- I think that's what it was. If, if I'm thinking correctly. But uh, yesterday, you know, you were speaking to uh, Bonnie, who was coming uh, to the uh, basically the yeah. warehouse district. Uh-huh. And uh, yesterday, we went out with the neighbors, and we were walking around, and my wife said, we've got to go to Merrill. I said, what do you want from Merrill? She said, I have got to have one of those booze balls. So I don't know if you've seen it. They literally had the snow wizard machine set up in the front. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And it was, like, I don't, I'm not even a fan of a snowball. That was good stuff. Pina colada with coconut rum. Very good. Very well, good. when we were when we had the grandkids in town, uh, mm-hmm. our our oldest grandson is obsessed with, and they call it shave ice everywhere other than here, but he's obsessed with shave ice. Yeah. So any place he can have shave ice, he's got to have it. So when he walked in and saw that, his eyes about popped out. Now he did not have the boozy ball. He just had some. Oh, yeah. I don't know, cherry flavor or something. But they do. I think it's a nice fluffy ice. It is, definitely. It is. It, it, it's really good, and it was refreshing, you know. And uh, Hawaiians, we wound up that's wa- what it was about. We wound up wandering. It was Monday, and I was doubtful if uh, the Fountain Lounge would have Carl's Chicken. But uh, we made a reservation anyway. They couldn't tell us when we called. They were clueless. Uh, but <laughs> once we arrived, <laughs> Carl was definitely there. And uh-huh. uh, for that fried chicken is uh, something, I, something I shouldn't eat, definitely. But you have definitely. to. It's Carl's fried chicken. Well, you have to make you. exceptions when it's important. It was good. It's, I, and you know what? I really think his beans may be better than his chicken. And the chicken is fantastic. I like, okay, I like so that was, that was the first time you had it? 
No, it's about the third time. Ah, the truth comes out. You're hitting it a lot. Okay. Third time in over, you know, the period of a year, year and a half. So it's been a while. Uh-huh. So he, come, he comes out, he sits down, he's talking to us, and of course he's telling me he's going to get the chicken festival, and he says, I've got a, I've got a, a secret weapon. I said, you've got a secret weapon? I said, what, what is a secret weapon, Carl? He says, fried baby back ribs. That's a and big thing said, right now. Well, I looked at him, he said, sit tight, Don, sit tight. So he runs in the back, and he comes out about 15 minutes later with a rib for everyone at the table. And... Um, they were good, I guess, if you like that sort of thing. It, uh, it's definitely not my sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, the other people at the table loved them and thought they were great and, you know, to each Well, there own. are people who are going to like fried Twinkies and people right. who are going to like fried hamburgers and people who are going to like all that kinds of stuff. But that's not me, for sure. You don't need to fry a rib. It's, you know, no, it was, it's it enough. Was and the texture of the rib was really nice, and it had this, you know, the smokiness was coming through. Uh-huh. Sadly, I think it was probably a really good rib that shouldn't have been yeah. fried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we saw that at a fundraiser a couple of weeks ago at the Ultimate Tailgate Party, this family that does um, tailgating and does a lot of charitable work with their incredible tailgate. They had fried ribs, and I thought, why? Why would you do that? Yeah, but anyway. Why, why yeah. would you ruin a rib? Exactly. People, people do stranger things. Yes, true. How's your sous vide machine? Uh, the sous vide is fine. It has not been pulled out lately. Uh, my father had back surgery, so I decided to take today and uh, cook them meals for a week. So I've been on like a marathon. Oh, ah, good. Today. It's been What's on crazy. the menu for them for a week? Let's see. We did red beans and rice. Uh, of course, we did uh, stuffed eggplant with uh, baked mac. We did a uh, roast, of course, just uh, with rice, gravy, mm-hmm. you know, just some uh, and, a, and a chicken stew. Well, so that's all wonderful food. comfort food. If you are flat on your back from back surgery, that would be pretty comforting, I would think. You're a good son. We shall see. <laughs> okay. Uh, Take care. Rice yeah. Take care. Oh, bye. rice pudding. All right. Bye bye. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. That's two six zero menu. We are going to take a break and be right back. Give us a call. WWL one hundred five point three. You know what? We have to make very clear. That's right. All right. So we were talking about these contemporary Creole bistros. What other ones were there? This is before my time. Uh, you know, let's see, there was, I was uh, completely unaware of these places until I started hanging around with you, and they were kind of on their way out by that time, weren't they? Uh, of that genre. I mean, yeah. the Creole Bistro is has lasted for sure. You know, I mean, there are definitely modern versions of that, but these originals they sort of died out in the late '80s, didn't they? Yeah, the late 1880s. Is, no, 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 no. It's, no, they didn't um, have a lot of Creole bistros then. No. Uh, yeah, it's uh, when you started getting down into the 8 and 10s uh, there, it, it started tightening up a little bit. And uh, then it, it just moved on to other things. But uh, what you are looking at there is the, uh, the most uh, perfect uh, a, a version of the baby boomer. Because the the Creole gourmet uh, restaurants, they were right down the middle of that urge there. The, uh, the I was uh, I was in my twenties in the eighties. 
Well, there you go. You were about there. So that would be the age of these millennials now. So I guess that was our version of of the radishes. Yeah, that's about right. Well, I like that better than radishes, for sure. Well, yeah, but who who even understands what radishes are all about? Yeah, but I mean, there's not much taste to it. So at this time, the Creole, the contemporary Creole bistro was really as you used to call it, lusty food. Uh, yes, that is true. It's it's all of that. And, and a lot of garlicky butter and stuff yeah. like that. And a lot of uh, a lot of sausage that was big back then. Really? A, a lot of a lot of uh, grilled things that you had never had grilled. Oh, grilled before. fish, grilled for sure. Fish. Nobody knew what that was. That it was a, a totally new thing to a lot of, of people at that time. Didn't that originate at Mr. B's? Mr. B's would have been one of the. Was uh, Mr. B's? That would have been Mr. Okay, Mr. B's is forty years old this year. So yeah. that would mean that Mr. B's came into being in 1979, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 79. Now, the, you, you brought up earlier about the uh, uh, about how things were uh, when, it, gee, I had this all figured out, and now, I, now it's... Uh, so Mr. B's was a, Cre- a contemporary Creole bistro? Yeah. Well, it, then that would have been one of the earliest ones, wouldn't it? it? it well, it, you, there's another layer of this that I finally remembered, and that w- was that uh, for the 4141 crowd and the restaurant that was there, which was uh, Porter. Stephen and, and Martin. Stephen, Stephen and, Martin, and Martin. Stephen and Martin's. That was the heart and soul of the baby boom generation eating out in nice restaurants. And oh, was it really? Stephen and Martin? Stephen and, and Martin. They, they really were out there ahead of anybody else, uh, and uh, that's not well noted. But what kind of stuff was on their menu? Same things as you saw in Clancy's and, and uh, the upper line. Because uh, Clancy's isn't grilled fish, is it? It's more like a yeah, – Clancy's a, is more like a, a – Dusted in flour, pan sautéed, trout amandine kind of thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like an updated version of the classics, right? I, I wouldn't say that that's what it's limited to. I would say that that is, uh, in fact, most of what it is. Well, it's like the core base of their menu, right? Yeah. That kind of yeah, updated updated Creole stuff, yeah, right? It was the, uh, let's see, another one was the, uh, another one on Magazine Street at the corner. Of uh, uh, there it goes again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Clancy's though is, if I had to say, they have a style all their own. Yeah, and but but they have not only a style all their own, but they have a cult following. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't you say that restaurant yeah. is one of those restaurants that has like a cult following? That's a pretty strong thing, and but I wouldn't disagree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, there are certain restaurants that absolutely have that. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Clancy's jumps out at me as the the pinnacle of that. Uh, I think that Gabrielle in its day had that going, wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah sort of definitely. a cult following. Who uh, else has that? Uh, you Well, you're looking for Cajun food, so you could even say, and without really being in 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 ill fate, no. That's forget that last. Wrong. Time. Without being wrong, wrong, go ahead. Yeah, was what I was really after. Uh, K. Paul's. K. Paul's was kind of a. a oh, it absolutely was a cult in its day, for yeah. sure. 
So, uh, but I, don't, I wouldn't say that's true anymore. I would say it's become more no, of a... it's certainly not it, true anymore. It's more of a tourist Chip place, ball, wouldn't you say? Oh, not anymore. It isn't. I remember when I, I, I remember when I started in radio in 1980, 1980. Yeah, uh-huh. um, a lot of people then came in. Well, I remember Paul, and I've told this story before, but. I remember Paul had just arrived on the scene, and he was making an incredible splash in town. He yep. arrived, I guess he had come from Opelousas. How long had he been at Commander's before he opened his own place? Uh, well, I saw him. Uh, I mean, saw, they brought him into town, right? Commander's brought him into town no, from Opelousas? Uh, no, he was already here, believe really? me. Really? The first restaurant uh, that he did was the restaurant that's now on the corner of... Uh, uh, here, uh, uh, Bonnie. Tom, you get us so excited, and then it just kind of fizzles. Bonnie, is that is this the Bonnie that called us earlier? No, this is the Bonnie uh, that cooks. Okay, oh, good. I'm okay. really glad that it's not the Bonnie that called us earlier because it, it just makes us look so Silly. pathetic. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I used to. I worked at Stephen and Martin's in the '80s. Ah, okay. And, and the ones that you are, the ones that were coming up in the 80s was Bouligny. That was ah, yeah, Bouligny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the and very then, first ones. Yeah, and then Clancy started out like that, too. Yep. And then, let's see, what else? Uh, Cafe Sabiza started out doing contemporary. Uh, yeah. After the so many line. years, they went ahead and did it. Because I Cafe Spiza has come there. and gone so many times, it's hard to figure out when they actually arrived, you know? Yeah, well, this was when Larry Hill owned it. And they would have the hickory underneath the grill, and you could smell it throughout the whole restaurant. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was but, uh, a good period for New Orleans restaurants. There were lots of good things. And uh, the upper line was what part of that, too, we should Bulani yeah, was the late great the Michael Udo, wasn't he? Michael Udo, yeah, mm-hmm. he was. He was there. Oh for yeah, a while he and started out in the G and E courtyard there too. He started yeah. that. Well, I thought Bulani predated G and E courtyard grill. It definitely did because Bulani yeah. predated G and E courtyard yeah, Bulini, grill. I, I remember that vividly. I wonder why no one has resuscitated Bulani. Uh, well, uh, there. wait, what? The property is yeah. just sitting there. I know. That's what I'm saying. I wonder why well, no one's done that. Well, some of the guys that were running that, they were on to looking for the next thing, and their next thing wound up being, believe it or not, Copeland's. Outback Steakhouse. And and, and uh, a bunch of other things. Oh, was that, that, what's his name, Tim? Tim Gannon, was that Tim, Bully? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and then before that, he was, or after that, he was doing the steakhouse. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. 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 I didn't know Tim Gannon was at Bully. Yep. Yeah, well, he started out at Stephen and Martin's. Then from Stephen and Martin's, he went to Bouligny. Then from Bouligny, he went up to Florida to do the Outback thing. Yep, yep, yep. And now he's a billionaire. Um, the the um, restaurant that was in, um, you know where the Winn-Dixie is now on the river? Yeah, the river? Yes. What was the name of that place? They moved to Waveland after starting there. Hmm. 
That was part of this whole thing, too. Oh, that got passed um, somehow. No, you have to think about it because you'll remember it. It was definitely um, in the space that is now where Steinmart is. Um, there was a restaurant. Oh, no. I don't know. And whoever it is, anybody remember that place? It was the chef then moved from that location to Waveland, Mississippi. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, what is yeah. the name of that? Uh, that okay, well, I, I, I can see his face and I can see his this. Yeah, it's going to come to Tom like in 10 minutes. It's going to be yeah. bing! All of a sudden, yeah. there it is. So you were Tom, cooking. Wasn't he the guy with the Wasn't he with the big guy with the beard and the uh, and the bandana on his head? Yes, yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know his name. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes, yes, you can picture him too. Uh, last, last, I mean, the place in Waveland is closed, but it was he was good restaurateur. I thought that was good food. I don't remember well, the name had, of the he, place in Waveland. He had fans, and he had uh, somewhat less fans. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You mean personally or his cooking? Oh, I, I, no, uh, professionally. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Not not terrible. Just uh, so, a little offbeat in his uh, style. Yeah. So you uh, you were cooking in the kitchen back in that that in that time was it? Did you say at Bouligny? No. No. At you were at Stephen and, and Martin. At Stephen and Martin. Mm-hmm. And so are you out of the restaurant business now? Oh no, I've been in it for forty years. Are you still someplace? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the hotel business now. Ah, okay. Are you in the kitchen there? Are you in the uh, food and beverage Definitely. or what? No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm in the kitchen. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. well uh, for goodness sake, who, who are you? I'm the executive sous chef at the Double T Hotel in Kenner. Oh, okay. Wow. okay. All right. So it's... Yeah, we make uh, those it's... four-ounce cookies. Oh, I love those things. You're still doing that? Always. Yeah, that's that's a signature of the whole brand. So, how long have you been out there? Off and on, about maybe five. The first time was six years. This time, it's going on two and a half years or two do years. You miss, do you miss? Do you Do you miss the smaller restaurant for the for no. the bigger? Really? No. No. No kidding. Okay. I did. So I did fifteen. <laughs> I did. Well, let's put it this way. After I left Stephen and Martin, I went to the Fairmont. I was at the oh, Fairmont okay. for ten years. Then after the well, after that, you, I went to the DoubleTree for two more for two years in, on uh, Canal Street. And then after that, I spent fifteen years in healthcare. Oh wow! That's interesting. So you've been cooking in the institutional kind of setting for a long time. Yeah, you but know, when you, I was in. When I was in when I was in the hospital business, it wasn't so much institutional. You know, you made your round. You had to go to patients and make your rounds and ask them how the food was and all that kind of stuff. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, uh, thank you very much for spending some time with us. That was that uh, was uh, getting us on to. That's a long career. Kudos yeah. to you for yeah. making it in a tough business well, that long. Yeah. Well, Tom Wait, knows me because of. Tom knows me because of the lost restaurants. My lost father restaurants, had Mr. Yeah. My, yeah. my dad had Mr. Pizza on the West Bank. I remember that very, very vividly. Mr. Pizza? No, no, Mr. Yeah. P- uh, Mr. Jack's Pizza. Yeah. 
and, and it was Mr. Had a, Pizza, a then it was Mr. Jack's Pizza. Yeah, and, serving and the world's worst. That's right. They had a sign out in front of the pizza place that said, Home of the World's Worst Pizza. <laughs> And they they were uh, they ran that for years and years and years and then I don't know when they actually yanked it down but uh, it was up there for a long time. Well, how good was the pizza? Uh, it, it was it was the it was the kind of pizza that was being sold around New Orleans in those days, which was not very good. We we hadn't really. No, it was the thin crust. Because a, a pizza is really not something that, that went back to the 50s or the 40s or something. We didn't start having good pizza around here until, I don't know, 1975 or something like that. Yeah. Well, well, pizza is totally different now, that's for sure. Yeah. With the influx hey, of Italian-style pizza, it's, it's way different. I'm holding in my hand the very book that you have just been quoting. What the lost restaurants is Miss is that is is her dad's pizza place in there? Which one? Yeah, her dad's it's a three it's a three sentence paragraph towards the end. <laughs> okay, well I'll have to I'll have to check that out. Uh, well, that's not the that there's pizza on the West Bank. Miss Moe's Pizza is hanging oh, in there yeah, on the yeah, West Bank. Yeah, that's, that's been but that's been there. Uh, Forever. About 30 years, yeah. Oh, just 30 years. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, they the they were who, starting up about the same time. The, the, time yeah, the they, guy this, who owns. When, the, uh, guy who one owns, of you. Uh, uh, most, <laughs> the guy who owns most pizza went to my dad's restaurant when he was a kid. Ah. Uh, was that the inspiration for most pizza? I, I don't know. You like to think so. But okay. It was. It was the inspiration for several people on the West Bank, though. Okay. All right. I declare. <laughs> all right. Thank, thank you, you for calling, Bonnie. Appreciate it. Bye. Wow. See you later. Bye. It's the food Congratulations show. on a long career. Great. It takes a lot to be in a kitchen for a long time, I think. Are you kidding? You know. That's that's real work. It is. There's, just, there's no question about it. it it's, <laughs> it's real work. Her daughter was complaining about doing... Um, as we as we uh, bring the brand into 2019, it involves a lot of social media work. So uh, we're we're firing up our Instagram New Orleans menu, and the Facebook page is actually becoming a working Facebook page because Tom didn't even know what Facebook was, and. Um, that's me. Oh, that's and me. and she was complaining about about the number of messages she was, you know, doing last night. And I said, well, it's not like it's really hard work or anything. All you're doing is clicking a button. But it is it is a job to to, to handle up, you know, to handle social media is definitely a job. It's absolutely nothing like the backbreaking, sweating work of being in a kitchen, but it is. So uh, whenever you used to com complain about your job, I'd say it's not like you're actually slaving over a stove all day or something. Anyway, 2606368 is the number. We're back to our usual safe yeah. safe spot of uh, extinct restaurants. And if you would like to talk to us, we only have 10 more minutes. 2606368. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. 
This is Tom Fitzmorris. We're coming to you live from 105.3 FM, HD2, WWL, the most famous radio station since WSMB. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Stephen. Yeah. Stephen is here. Hey. Hey, um, Stephen. New Orleans hamburger and seafood has hush puppies. And now they also have waffles and fried chicken. Oh, hmm. how is it? Well, I don't know. I saw it advertised on the on the TV the other day. Oh, really? Hmm. And you yeah. went right out and tried it? Or no, I, I haven't. But ah. you know, I just thought I'd mention it to you. Do you like Do you like chicken and waffles? I've never tried chicken and waffles. I don't get chicken and waffles. It's a It's yeah, definitely it's a, a thing. thing. Is it a New York City thing? It, okay. I think that's where it started and sort of spread now. There is a chicken and waffles place on uh, West Met, or not West Metairie, but uh, West Esplanade. And oh, is I've that never the seen waffles? any cars parked there. Is that that place called Waffles? Uh, waffle and chicken or something. I don't, I don't think I never it's chicken and anything. waffles. I think it's just waffles. I mean, oh, I mean, they might have chicken with their waffles, but I think it's like waffles, you know. Oh, okay. I don't think it's just specifically chicken. I don't think the menu is that limited. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you said that, Stephen, because I've been looking at that place whenever I pass it, and I, uh, I, I've been meaning to look and see what actually is there. So I'm going to do that yeah. right this minute. Okay, okay, so you haven't been to you haven't been to New Orleans, Hamburg, and Seafood. They probably don't miss you, Stephen. Don't you complain every time you go in there? No, not really. Oh, okay. No. Do you like it? I mean, I, generally I didn't speaking? like the the charcoal broiled oysters because they were too salty. But maybe that was just that batch because I spoke to somebody else that was having same day and they said they was too salty. Too so salty. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, I think I, I mentioned it to the the owner. So it's called yeah. Waffles on Maple. That's the name of it. Is that right? Okay. Waffles on Maple? That's a cute little on West Esplanade. Yeah, it's it's Waffles on Maple. Let's see if they have uh, anything besides chicken and waffles. It's kind of a cute little place. It looks brand new. It looks like it was built from the ground up. Well, I sure yeah. would like to head back to uh, what we were saying earlier about the hotel. Which, which was what? What about the, it? Uh, the uh, gourmet uh, Creole style that was okay, bursting ahead. out. Okay, go ahead. What about it? Well, Stephen, is that all you have on your list? Wait, Stephen's got a list. Okay. He's got a list every day. Okay. Bye, Stephen. Okay. Thanks for calling. Bye. All right. Go ahead. I don't know. I, I just uh, uh, the waffles and the pancakes and the and and the hamburgers and you know after a while it starts chapping me out. Okay, I don't and, know what you're talking about, but anyway, do, you wanted to get back to the Creole Bistro, so go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Because uh, we were uh, we were talking about that at some uh, length. I mean, I, I'm not trying to say, hey, talk about what I want to talk about. I'm not, I, we, well, it is your show. <laughs> uh, well, you know, but uh, but uh, I'd love to hear from you if you. Uh, oh, this is not promising. Why? I'm looking at the menu of this waffles on maple place, yeah. and one of the things that they have is soy sausage. What soy? Yeah, S O Y. Yeah. Oh my! Who is? <laughs> who came up with that? Maybe that's why there's no cars there. Um, they have a spinach and artichoke. They have a waffle sampler. Yeah. Um, they have. I don't see any. Actually, I don't see any chicken and waffles here. No. Yeah, that's kind of I, interesting. I, I, in my brain, I cannot put the two together, but uh, it looks like a I, sort of a straight breakfast place with a lot, a lot of waffles. Wada 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 waffles. 
I have yeah. some news here. What's up? Today in 2005, well, you know what happened. It was Hurricane Katrina and all. Oh, that. my goodness, Tom. Are you seriously doing that, Tom? <laughs> Don't yeah. listen to this, folks. It's not real. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> National French Front. Atlanta. Tom, can we do a New Orleans hamburger French. and seafood before you launch oh, into sure. that? Oh, sure. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Oh, I thought we had two. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. Go ahead. We don't need to. Go ahead. Go anyway, ahead, Tom. Huh? Go ahead. Our, do your uh, thing. Our program is sponsored by, well, we talked about No, this. we already did. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyhow, uh, National uh, Fresh Cut French Fry Day. That's tomorrow. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's perfect. Oh, is Welsh? it really? Is it really Welsh rabbit day? Okay, I have a Welsh. Have you ever had? Them? I have a yes, I have. Really? Actually, I made you eat it. Welsh what? rabbit. Welsh rabbit. Which we went to back in the uh, like 2000. We went to um, Williamsburg. Yeah, that's right. I remember and that. In Williamsburg, if you've never been to Williamsburg, I have indeed. It's a really interesting. I'm talking to them, Tom. It's a really interesting place, but after a while, it gets really weird, because the people who walk around there, who work there as these famous people, actually become them. I mean, I wonder what it's like to know these people personally, because they get so into their character. I wonder if they ever can not be in that character. I think that's kind of a weird way to live your life. But anyway, um, they they have, besides the people who are someone else, they have all of these places that are, you know, back in the 1600s, 1700s. All and of there's the buildings a, were uh, yeah, put yeah, in Yeah, and there was this restaurant, and the restaurant had all of the dishes from back in the day and they're taverns and they're not taverns in the millennial way that we call taverns taverns these are real taverns from that time frame which are dark and old and uh low ceilinged and stuffy and anyway we went to this one and we were sitting upstairs and the the ceiling was very low and it was it was really dark and i don't know there was just something about it that kind of made my head spin but i ordered welsh rabbit and what it was described on the menu was pretty much melted cheese a wash in beer that's what it was and i think it was i think it was like really really pungent ham with really pungent cheese melted on some bread doused in a beer and baked together but what ingredient was in there to make it the well i don't know what what i'm holding it in my what hand. is it what was it it was a uh, the name of the of the dish was brunswick stew no, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, it's not. Yes. Those are not the same thing, Tom. They're not the same thing. Well, which is which? Okay. Well, one is Brunswick stew, which was made with little critters. Squirrel. Yeah, it was made with critters. And then this was ham, kind of like a pungent, pungent ham That's and cheese. Ham. And it, it was a wash in beer. And I just looked at it and I tasted it and I just, my head started spinning. And then I made you eat it, which is what I always did. Well, 
Anyway, we're done for the day, yeah. folks. Well, thanks we'll for be here in. tomorrow. Hope you'll be here with us. Nomenu.com. Check it out, the new one. And we will see you tomorrow. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.